This podcast is sponsored by the Copywriter Underground. It's our new membership designed for you to help you attract more clients and hit 10K a month consistently. For more information or to sign up, go to thecopywriterunderground.com. What if you could hang out with seriously talented copywriters and other experts, ask them about their successes and failures, their work processes, and their habits, then steal an idea or two to inspire your own work? That's what Kira and I do every week at the Copywriter Club podcast. You're invited to join the club for episode 141 as we chat with entrepreneur and quiz expert Josh Hainem about co-founding Interact, how copywriters are using quiz funnels for their clients and in their own businesses, why quizzes are such powerful marketing tools, and what separates a great quiz from the merely good quizzes. Welcome, Josh. Hey, Josh. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, great to have you here. And uh, as a sponsor at our big event uh, in Brooklyn this past March, which already feels like a long time ago, (laughs) was not that long ago, Um, but great to have you and meet you at the event. So just to start, can you tell us a little bit about your story and how you ended up building Interact? Yeah, yeah. Um, It's a long story. Uh, Interact itself is a long story. It's been uh, in business for almost eight years, which is like an eternity in the software world. Um, We're basically like grandparents at this point. Um, But uh, (laughs) yeah, I I got my start as an entrepreneur uh, when I was 15. So I've been running companies for 11 years now. Um, And Interact was born out of an agency that myself and my co-founder, Matt, used to run. Uh, we would build websites for people and run all of their digital marketing. And we'd charge them a lot of money. And at the end of the day, really all they had any interest in was the size of their email list. So how many contacts were coming in and could they market to those contacts? And that was kind of frustrating for us because we spent all this time building out these interfaces and all this stuff and they would just want to know the number. So we actually stumbled across cross like the quiz idea by accident because one of our clients asked for a quiz to be built i think it was uh what's your sales persona which now everybody builds very similar quizzes to that um but at the time we did it custom we put it on his website and it converted just way 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 better than our other websites we had built um and it was much easier and it was a simple process to create the thing and then kind of digging into that, we just realized this makes sense. Like if you just ask people kind of about themselves and you give them a personalized like product offering or service offering, then it converts a lot better and you get a lot more opt-ins because the quiz has an opt-in form in order to reveal your results. So that's where it started. That was 2011. So a very, very long time ago. And no one really cared at that point. Like it worked really well when we would do it and when people would buy into it, but no one bought into it. So the first three, four, five, six years, things were really, really slow for us. Um, the idea of doing a quiz for marketing hadn't caught on. It wasn't interesting. The old stuff was still working. So it was like, why would we spend all this time and effort doing something new when we can just continue running our ads, continue doing our same newsletter blasts, all that type of stuff. 
Um, but then in the last couple of years, things started to really shift to where a lot of that old school stuff started to die off or become too expensive or new data laws started to make things more difficult. And that's when people started turning to us. And then in the last couple of years, it's really, really taken off to the point where there's like 75, 80,000 companies using Interact at this point. Um, so it's gotten really, really big. Um, and I believe it's like 12 or 13 million leads that have been generated through the platform at this point as well. So kind of a very, very slow build. And then all of a sudden, uh, it just started to catch on. And that is the very, very high level view of how Interact came to be. That's amazing. And I'm sh we've got dozens of questions about you know quizzes and how copywriters can use them. But before we jump into all that stuff, I'd love to hear a little bit more about the entrepreneurial journey. Uh, you know, it's something that I think a lot of us like to think of ourselves as entrepreneurs, uh, but starting a company is obviously not an easy thing to do. Keeping it going for eight years, like you guys have, is a you know phenomenal accomplishment. Tell us maybe some of the the hardest things that uh, you've had to deal with as an entrepreneur. Oh gosh, uh, how long do we have? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's really hard. Uh, you know, the the first four or five years, um, money was absent is the way to put it. So myself and Matt lived off of pretty much nothing, um, bounced around different apartments, worked out of apartments, worked out of wherever, whatever space we could get, um, did whatever we had to do. So we did a lot of consulting work for our clients. So we'd be pulling like 14 hour days and then going home and, and just living in the, the tiniest place imaginable. Um, just, just to scrape by, um, and I think uh, specifically some of the things that are really hard and weird is uh, there was a point at which uh, I was actually living in a walk-in closet, uh, which is um, part of what you get to do as an entrepreneur. Um, but I was like being interviewed because we were we were growing really really fast. Um, so I would go and I would do a podcast about you know the success of this company and how it was growing like this you know by leaps and bounds, but there's still no margin we're a bootstrap company. So there's no money. So then I go home to our walk-in closet and I'm like, this is the weirdest life that I just never thought I would be here. Like one minute they're like, Oh, you're amazing. You started this thing. And then I go home to my closet and I'm like, what, what is life? Um, not so amazing. Yeah. So. But some, I mean, some walk-in closets are quite big though. <laughs> no, right? no, you, like it was it in New York City walk-in closet or where Oakland, were you? Oakland, California. Um, yeah, I mean, you had to like jump from the end to get into the bed. So yeah, it was bad. Um, <laughs> just ridiculous. Uh, so yeah, I think I think that was the hardest thing was just like financial stress on its own is stressful, right? But then when you couple that with like you're running something, and then at that point there was people working for us, so then. You have to balance that or you have to think about that. It's like, well, if we go down, um, then we have to let these people go. And then we had lots of initiatives that we tried uh, that involved bringing people in that didn't work. And then we had to let the people go. So, you know, during those years where things were rough, we went through rounds of, you know, layoffs and bringing new people in and laying off again. And we just couldn't get anything to stick. Uh, and that's that really 
wears on you uh, when you just keep trying and you keep trying and keep trying. Um, and it's like you're you're trying to climb up a like a rock, but it's just so slick that every time you grab something, you just fall right back down. Um, and that was really what it felt like for years and years, like literally. So that that was also really, really hard to kind of have that mentality of the long term, you know, I believe in this, I think it's going to work and to keep going. When was the moment where you realized this is catching on finally after years and years, this is it? Do you remember where you were and what you were doing? Yeah, uh, that would have been probably beginning of 2017. Um, we launched a new like partnership program and I sent an email to Marie Forleo. I sent emails to like a bunch of people uh but i sent an email to marie forleo and she responded and was like oh i like this idea and i was like this is different because for years i had been emailing people about the idea and trying to get them on board and no one ever responded or if they did there was just questions on questions on questions and nothing ever went anywhere but she was just like cool let's do it and that was the moment when i realized something had changed in the market because we were doing the same stuff. We were trying the same things, but all of a sudden there was interest. So that was the beginning of things getting better, but then it took like another two years for things to really get better, um, you know, coming into last year and then this year. So it's like you have these inklings of, of seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, but then you're not actually out of the tunnel yet, uh, which is also a weird state to be in where you're like, Oh, this is going well, but like, uh, not not that well so you still have to have that that belief in it and keep going i would love to dig into you know a lot more of the the business struggle and in, in that work but since we are a podcast about copywriting and marketing you know let's let's talk a little bit about quizzes and what it is about quizzes that make them so engaging why are they such great tools for building lists yeah and i think this one is something I've been preaching for literally eight years, and I've been saying the exact same thing that entire time. Um, and what it really boils down to is is two elements. So one element is that people like to talk about themselves. Um, that's just like a human thing. There's this Time Magazine article that I've quoted literally a thousand times that says you like get a release of dopamine basically like taking drugs when you're talking about yourself like we just like to talk about ourselves self-expression i mean <clears throat> and it i can go on for like days about this literally because it goes down to like a biological level of like in caveman times all right this is getting really tangent but in caveman times like you had to be connected to people in order to survive therefore there was this natural biological thing where you felt good when you were talking about yourself to other people and that's wired into who we are as humans. So that is the most meta description of a stupid internet quiz ever, but that really is what it's about because we like to express ourselves. The other thing that we like is to understand ourselves. And this one I fully buy into because at a personal level, it's changed my perspective on things, being able to understand why I do the things I do why I say the things I say, uh, why I make mistakes, learn from things. And it really, really, really all boils down to understanding yourself. Like there is nothing more powerful 
than knowing why you do the things you do. Because if you want to change, you have to understand why you're doing what you're doing in the first place. And a quiz actually can help you in that. Like if you're doing something in copywriting and you want to, let's say, improve your like writing, right? So understanding what kind of writer am I is the baseline for actually improving that. If you don't understand where you're at, you can't move forward. And so that is the other aspect of it. And if you think about like the self-help industry, which is like enormous, it's really just self-awareness, self-understanding, like knowing yourself. And then once you know yourself, then you can improve, improve yourself. And those are the two elements. So that's why when you see something on Facebook, that's like, what's your copywriting superpower? You are just drawn to it. And then once you're drawn to it and you start answering the questions, you're drawn more to it. And then it can actually be really helpful because it's telling you your type. Once you know your type, then you can use, utilize that. And it's, it's useful to you and it's useful to the person who created it because they can be more helpful to you based on who you are. Can you tell me more about that transformation? And if you have any examples of stories that have been shared with you from people who have taken the quiz or given the quiz, but how have people changed or grown by taking a quiz? Yeah, I mean, it really comes down to like knowing knowing where your strengths and weaknesses are. So a really great quiz will have both of those in the results. And you'll know these are things you can capitalize on. These are things that you should work on. And, you know, specifically in copywriting, if you know, like humor is a strong point of yours, utilize your humor more because, you know, it helps you connect with the reader. It helps you uh, improve your writing. But then maybe it's like uh, you're not so great with the factual stuff based on, you know, what you told us. Then, you know, hey, I should probably add in more concrete details because you can't just be funny all the time uh, if you want to you know, get people to convert. So that's like a, a specific example from this industry where you can play to your strengths, but also recognize your weaknesses and improve those. So talk us, to us about what makes a really good quiz. You know, I'm, I'm guessing that there's, you know, an average length that's maybe better than others, or there's a certain type of question that you really want to make sure you pepper in to get the right information. But what do you see people doing uh, with the best quizzes uh, that, you know, coming through interact today. Yeah. So there are a ton of similarities. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of quizzes made on the platform at this point, but all the best ones look pretty similar and there's kind of two sides of it. There's the design elements and then there's the content side. So, and then there, I guess there's like the specifications. So specifications wise, we say seven questions that'll take two minutes, which is like the sweet spot where people will be invested, but they're not going to drop off because it's like, why am I spending so long on an internet quiz? And then you would have four to six unique outcomes. So usually these are personality quizzes. Uh, what type of something are you? So what type of copywriter, what type of web marketer, whatever you have in there. So you want to have four to six types so that it's uh, unique to each person. And those are the general specs. The way the questions are formatted is probably like you've seen where the question itself is just 
text and then the answers are images and then the images can kind of exemplify what kind of quiz it is so you, know, you use images that make sense uh, for your industry and either show professionalism or fun or whatever it is that you're trying to convey so those are really about it for the specs and then on the design side it's pretty simple like you just want it to match whatever you have in terms of your brand identity um you want people to be comfortable with what you have so in that regard it's really just uh you know match it up to what you already have um and then the content is really where it gets interesting so there is kind of a general general uh rule which is that like the more you know the more you can ask so what that means is like if you know your audience if you understand what kind of people are out there then you can target your questions to ask the things that are already on people's minds and if you do that well then you'll draw people in a lot because like the premise if you zoom out a little bit with a quiz is like you as the creator are able to connect with people on a more personal level in a way that you can't with other kinds of content like if you're just writing something you're mostly guessing i mean you can do your research your voice of customer data all that kind of stuff right and when you're when you're writing stuff obviously copywriters are really really good at this um you can get that voice in there and you can speak to people as who they are but when you're able to ask questions and actually dive into like who is this person and then those questions are actually relevant to the types of things that those people might be dealing with then it's like whoa like you get me and if you get me then you can probably help me and then when I read my results and it says like, here's the ways I can help, you're like, okay, cool. Like this person cares, like this person understands. So that's not really uh, the concrete answer that people want um, based on conversations I've had. But um, that is what I say, because I think if you don't understand who your people are and what kinds of questions they already have, then just don't do a quiz. Just go figure that out first. Um, and then you write seven questions that, uh, that figure out like what type of person it is. Um, because that connection is really, really the selling point of what makes a quiz work. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot like any copy that we would write then, you know, obviously we want to understand who it is that we're talking to before we start talking to them. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you don't know who it is, then uh, shut up and then figure out who it is. And then you can start talking. Um, and that's like the premise of asking questions, right? It's like, if I if I sit down with you and, uh, you know, you're like the type of person who's really into sports and like, uh, like sports and cars, and then I start asking you about like beauty products and uh, that kind of stuff, then you're going to be like, what the hell? or vice versa. Like if you don't care about sports and I'm just like, Oh, who's your favorite sports team? And, uh, who do you root for? And have you ever seen this thing? You're just like, okay, well, this is dumb. <laughs> um, and that's, that's what bad questions can do. It's just like, obviously you don't get me. And just like, 
uh, you know, answering questions about yourself can be really positive. Uh, if somebody asks you questions that don't relate to you, that can be really negative and really off-putting. And it's the opposite of creating a connection. Like it's creating a distance because it's like, well, obviously you don't know me. Um, so why would I want to work with you? Hey, we're just jumping into the show today to tell you a little bit more about the Copywriter Underground. Rob, what do you like best about this membership? So this membership community is full of copywriters that are investing in their businesses and taking what they do seriously. Everything is focused around three ideas, copywriting and getting better at the craft that we all do, marketing and getting in front of the right customers so that you can charge more and earn more, and also mindset so that you can get out of your head and focus on the things that will help you be successful at what we do. There's a private Facebook group for the members of the community. And we also send out a monthly newsletter that's full of advice, again, on those three areas, copywriting, marketing, and mindset. Things that you can mark up and you know tear out, put them in your files, save them for whatever, and it's not going to get lost in your email inbox. Carol, what do you like about the Copywriter Underground? So I, I love the monthly hot seat calls where our members have a chance to sit in the hot seat and ask a big question or get ideas or talk through a challenge in their business because we all learn from those those situations. And then I also feel like the templates we include in the membership are valuable because who wants to reinvent the wheel? And Rob and I end up sharing a lot of the templates and resources we use in our own businesses. So I would definitely want to grab those. So if you are interested in joining a community of copywriters that are investing in their business and in themselves and trying to do more, get more clients, earn more money consistently, go to thecopywriterunderground.com to learn more. Now back to the program. So can you think of uh, you know a brand or company that's doing this really well with their quizzes? Give us an example or two. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. I was just looking at... I'll give a couple examples. Um, so on the, the I guess the, so there's two main industries we work with. It's a lot of creators and it's a lot of e-commerce brands. So on the creator side, there is a woman named Jenna Kutcher, who's like a rising star right now. She's really killing it. Um, and she's got this quiz. It's what's your secret sauce? And she sells to marketers. She sells to entrepreneurs. And you know, if you're in that kind of industry, that's really important to like know what sets you apart. Like if you're an entrepreneur, you're a marketer, there's a billion of you. Well, not a billion, probably less, but there's a lot. Half a billion marketers. Everyone thinks they're a marketer. So maybe there's 8 billion marketers. I don't know. Uh, but she's helping people figure that out. And her questions are like hyper relevant. Like they actually, they actually make sense to the people taking them. And they're taking that quiz and it just really draws people in and conversion rates are off the charts and it's doing crazy well. Um, so hers is a great example in that industry. Um, on the e-commerce side, there's this brand uh, and I love this quiz because it's about deodorant, which I think is hilarious. Um, but it's like what type of deodorant is right for you? Um, and they ask the same type of stuff. And you know, you never realize how many aspects of deodorant there are until you start answering this quiz and you're like oh i never thought about whether i like sandalwood or oak maybe <laughs> i should think about that um so i think they do a great job as well of just like asking you those questions like that you would ask yourself but 
maybe you don't even know you have those questions. And that's, if you can do that, then you've just like knocked it out of the park because now you're getting into like the subconscious of what people care about. And you're asking questions about things that people didn't know they had questions about. And then you make them think and they're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Uh, here's my money. So that's what those do really well, both of those examples. And what do you recommend after the quiz results are delivered? What should that look like from that point moving forward? What works best as far as, you know, number of emails or how frequently they're sent so that that momentum continues? Yeah, uh, I think at a minimum, it's like a five to seven email sequence that is parsed out based on which quiz results someone gets. And then the cadence is usually like one, three, five, seven, ten, something like that. So every few days. Um, and you basically just piggyback off of which quiz result they got. You just keep using it. Like you can keep using that quiz result for like months and months. Um, it's like based on your result, here's recommendations. Based on your result, here's a webinar. Like all this stuff that just ties back because it's so memorable like it's crazy memorable like people will remember which disney princess they are for like well forever <laughs> yeah i'm still merida it's never gonna change anything. right which one are you like right. merida she's i think isn't she the scottish princess i think so yeah, yeah. i don't know okay yeah. i have to take that quiz i don't know <laughs> so uh, yeah but like people don't forget because I don't know. It's just because of, you know, all this stuff that's going on. Right. Um, it's important. Yeah. So you can, you can keep using that and that makes it really easy too. Cause it's like, okay, we'll just write emails to each of these results, uh, pop them in there, keep that sequence going. Um, so yeah, minimum like five to seven and then you can expand it out from there. Can you talk us through the process? If I want to create my first quiz for a client or for my own business and I have not used your platform yet, can you just kind of talk us through like the tech side too? So I think it could be overwhelming to people, to copywriters who haven't done it yet and haven't used your platform yet. So we just released a new system that's been in the works for eight years. Um, no, it's not actually, but it's sort of been in the works for eight years, um, which is basically democratizing the content of quizzes. So there are now 1500 quiz templates and they are very specific. And there's like another few hundred added every month at this point. Um, and then we're kind of doing like a curated thing. So the best stuff rises to the top and it's all sorted out by industries. So there's like 53 industries. You can get really, really specific with what industry your client is in. And then it will show you the top converting quizzes in that industry and it'll automatically sort them for you. So that takes care of the content piece, which is real, real nice because then you can just improve what's already there. Like you can just use your copywriting skills to like change the title and the description and like, two of the questions rather than having to do this whole thing from scratch, which takes forever. Um, not going to lie. Like it still takes me like, I just, I don't even like doing it. It takes forever to write a quiz. Um, so we are getting rid of that part uh, so that you start from the end and then you can modify it rather than starting from the beginning and having to come up with everything. You can still start from the beginning. That's totally an option, but 
that's the first step. And then the second step is just connecting it to your email list, which is like a one click integration. And then uh, once you connect your email list, you just select from drop downs, like which sequence, which quiz result goes to. Um, you map those up, uh, just drop downs. It's like if you get this result, then go on this sequence, this result, go on this sequence. And then you can get more granular and you can actually map uh, individual questions to sequences. So like if you answer A on question one, send them this specific email, which is kind of crazy and most people don't actually do that, but it's in there if you have something like that that's really specific. Um, but that piece is quite easy. Uh, you just sign into your email marketing program. We have like 17 native integrations. So anybody that you're using, ConvertKit, Drip, MailChimp, whatever, uh, just sign in, select your stuff, and then connect it up. It's all done on our end, so no tech. And then uh, for actually using the quiz, you can just um, use a direct URL, which just creates like a landing page for your quiz, or you can embed it on your site uh, with like an iframe. So same stuff as like a YouTube video. Um, and so yeah, that's kind of like the three-step process. That's cool. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm really interested in maybe going a little bit deeper on this, the ability to segment your list using quizzes and the variety of answers that they get. I know you guys have set up the tool at Interact so that it's really easy to do. Um, but, uh, you know, are there any best practices around that? You know, do you see people adding to uh, more than one segment at a time through a quiz or is it best just to limit, you know, to, uh, you know, two or three uh, segments that each person has fit into once? Like what, what, what do you guys recommend? Yeah, I think the the best place to start is just like have a segment for each of your results. So if you have four to six results, then segment out into four to six different um, follow-up sequences. And that way it keeps things a little simpler. Uh, you're not like cross, cross, uh, putting people on too many lists and then they're getting like inundated with emails, whatever. Um, so it keeps it really simple. It's almost like a uh, upside down tree. So it like starts with the quiz and then it branches out into these four to six different uh, sequences. And then you'd segment out into those four to six uh, segments and then send uh, the emails from there. You can get more advanced, um, you know, like the classic example of connecting up a question to a specific segment or a tag would be if you were to ask somebody, how big is your current email list? And you wanted to segment out based on the size of the company then that would be like a second level segment. Um, and that would work in conjunction with which result they got. So if you're like the, you know, result one and you answer zero uh, for the size of your list, then you can be segmented twice. And that actually makes a lot of sense. Um, so there are examples like that where it's not too much additional effort, but typically it's just based on the quiz results. So this seems like a really cool tool that almost any copywriter could add to their arsenal of tools, things that they do for their clients. Are there any industries that you think a quiz would not work for or things that you've seen tried that just absolutely fail and, and we should avoid? Yeah. I mean, I think people try to use it as an assessment tool a lot. Um, which can be fine if it's like, what's your wellness IQ or something like that, because then it still applies to you as a person. Um, where people get really tripped up is like when it stops being about an individual. So like, what's your like company's IT infrastructure IQ? And you're just like, I don't want to tell you that. And also this is boring. So you have to 
remember that it's like for a person. And if you write it for a person, then you can't really go wrong. Uh, it's when you start asking people about like stuff that doesn't actually matter to them, then you, you really start falling off. I'd like to hear more about you and how you're running your business since, um, you've been at it for, you know, eight years with this business or more. What, how are you spending your time today now that it's taken off a bit and maybe you're out of the cave and, um, you saw the light at the end of the tunnel and now you're hanging out in the light and having fun. So what does it look like today? What do you spend your time on? What does your schedule look like? Uh, so yeah, this is a funny one. Um, I'm well known in my circles for having a ridiculous schedule. Um, I, uh, I wake up at five in the morning. Um, I meditate slash pray for an hour and a half. Uh, and then I work out and then I work for a couple hours and then I go to Muay Thai and then which is Thai boxing. Um, and then I work for another couple hours. Um, and then that's pretty much it. Um, I meditate a lot throughout the day um, and talk to a lot of people. Uh, and that's really, most of my work is talking to people at this point. Um, I think there's so many ideas you can get from people, so much you can learn. Um, always like trying out new experiences, uh, learning different things. Uh, I'll go to museums to get inspiration. I will, uh, you know, talk to people that are further ahead than I am, uh, get advice. Um, and yeah, that's kind of my schedule. It's, uh, it's designed to put me in the right headspace to make good decisions and figure out what kind of vision we want to have and where we want to head. Um, it's very, very, very different because, there is not a lot of stability in it. Like I'm not coming in and working on the same project that I've been working on for three months. Like almost nothing is lasting in terms of what I do because it's all about figuring out what's next and where we want to head and listening a lot to understand where we should be going. Um, and then supporting, uh, the team that's, running everything and uh being in a, in a really good headspace to think clearly and be helpful to everybody uh, as they're figuring out uh what we need to be doing so you tell us a little bit more about your meditation practice an hour and a half seems crazy long to someone like me who struggles for 10 minutes what are you what are you doing and how are you doing it so uh, well so effectively yeah i mean and it kind of changes all the time like actually right now and that hour and a half also includes like some reading and journaling um so that's not straight meditation i also do a lot of like uh five minute increments throughout the day um just a really quick uh, like breath meditation um so like a breathe in breathe out kind of thing um and just get to um a kind of a mental emptiness um and leaving space uh, for mindfulness to kind of come in um and it is a practice and it changes all the time uh like well i guess it doesn't change all the time it's just it goes in waves like there's times where it will be very very centering and there's other times where you know you sit down and close your eyes and 30 minutes later uh you've just wandered in your mind for 30 minutes and you're like well that kind of sucked but it's it's a practice in that 
you know, not every day you go to practice, you're going to be performing at the top of your ability. Um, but it's over time, uh, you kind of build that up. Uh, and I come at it from a faith based perspective as well. So there's that aspect of it that builds up as well. Um, and then over time, uh, it just becomes really a part of my identity, um, in terms of, you know, needing that, that source of, uh, centering. Um, so yeah, it, it, it starts out really small though. Like I started with three minutes, uh, and then kind of build up and I actually find a lot of value in those like three to five minute, uh, segments throughout the day before a meeting, before whatever. Can you talk a little bit about marketing and what you've done to grow the company? Um, you know, you mentioned reaching out to Marie, Marie Forleo a couple of years ago and, and you got your in uh, and that was pivotal for you, even though copywriters are selling a service and it's different from what you're selling, you know, we still have to market and become authorities in what we're doing. So can you just share a little bit about what you've done to put yourself out there and put your business out there and what's worked, maybe what hasn't worked? Yeah. So what's worked really well is, is content marketing. Um, we have five or 600 pieces on our own blog uh, and we've done another few hundred uh, guest posts. And then we have a partner network that's done another four or 500 pieces um, all around the same aspects of building up uh, content or building up quizzes, like how that works and how the whole thing connects in different industries and different use cases, all that kind of stuff. So that's the main driver of everything for us. Uh, actually, it's pretty much the only driver of everything for us is just content education, helping people understand better what it is you can do with the tool, how it works. And, you know, that comes from all sorts of angles. Like you come come at it from the angle of asking good questions, of helping people understand themselves. Uh, and that stuff all goes into you know, all these branches. And that's really what we do is, is to try to help people understand better. And then they come and sign up for the tool. So much good stuff. If, if I'm a copywriter and I'm thinking, okay, I want to get started with a quiz, you know, maybe I want to start offering it to my clients in their niche. What are the way, what are the things I should be doing to get started and to, to do this well so that I'm not just figuring it out, but I'm actually, you know, hitting the ground running. Yeah. I think the best way is just to learn from others. What is it like? Great artist steal something something whatever great artist steal i think is what it is just steal uh, yeah, just, just steal, steal that's the message stuff. um copyrights don't matter no um <laughs> don't steal other people's stuff uh but <laughs> we have a running database of quizzes it's just tryinteract.com slash quizzes hopefully i'm saying the url right and it's just all the quizzes that get made uh that are um filtered based on people giving us access to actually show them on that page. Um, so you can go there and just look in your industry and see what people are doing and then compare that to what the client is interested in. And that's the best way to start. And then all those quizzes are actually in the platform too. So you can use them. Um, so once you find something that matches up with the client, then you just go use that actual quiz. 
Josh, you mentioned that you do a lot of listening and just to hear and find out what's, what's coming up next. Um, what are you, what are you listening for? Is it more of a pattern or is it just like you get this gut feeling, somebody told you something and you know, okay, that's going to be the next project we work on. What, I guess, do you have any clues as to what you are trying to hear? Yeah. I mean, I think it's the, that's, it's a good question. Um, I think it's it's active listening. So you ask a question, it sparks something, you know, you ask a question, then you shut up and listen. Like listening is is a lost art because you can't talk while you're listening. Um, you basically just ask a question, you let people start talking. And then once they kind of dive into things, you have to be active because then it's like, oh, you said something interesting. Like, tell me more about that. Like help me understand what that means for you, um, and then you just keep going down that that path, and you'll get to the root of the issue, right? Like, you know, for us, how we ended up deciding on this whole like templated based system is like the root of the issue is time. Like that's the reason why people just never used this before. Is like it's not that they weren't interested or that it wasn't cool or whatever. It's just there's too much time and like time is money and it's a trade-off and if it doesn't work then I'm going to be bad at my job because I spend all this time on this so getting down to that because the initial thing they'll tell you is like oh I don't know it's complicated or not super interested whatever but what they really mean is I don't want to spend time on it so that that really is it It was like asking questions and then really paying attention to what people are saying and then being active in your listening so that you can continue asking more questions, more questions, like diving into like what's behind the answers. Um, then you have to talk to enough people to really get good data sets. Like you can't just go off of what one person says, but you start to notice patterns pretty quickly, especially if, you know, there really is a big issue. Um, so it's like a, uh, asking active listening and then egolessness because if you start fighting back and you're like, oh, it doesn't take too much time, like whatever, like you just have to drop all of that uh, and be like, cool, like I'm just listening to what you're saying. Um, and then you can take that back and improve. Yeah. And I'd love to know because you've been listening so much, um, what the future of online marketing looks like to you. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, well, we're betting on the fact that it's empathetic. Um, it's, it's, it's about listening. It's about understanding who's on the other side of the internet is what I'll always say. Uh, you know, we've gotten away with not really understanding who's on the other side of the internet for a long time. And, you know, we have these conversion rates that are 0.1%. We're like, oh, that works because if we spend X amount of dollars and it converts at this, then cool. And it's like, well, that's like really weird and different from real life where like you wouldn't, you know, try the same message on a hundred people and hope that one of them responds. Like, why are we not trying to understand better? And the def definition of empathy is literally just listening and then reflecting back, which is what a quiz does. So I think it's going to be much more like personal, empathetic brands are going to start trying to better understand who it is they're selling to and why people buy so that they can be more efficient. And then on the other side, like people are going to be tired of like getting stuff that, you know, just doesn't apply to them. Um, and being more savvy around not just 
buying into whatever messaging is, is sent their way and they're going to want to be understood. And what's next for you and Interact? Yeah, Interact, uh, I fully believe is going to really grow into something really big uh, just because of where things are headed. Uh, so for us, it's really about scaling up from here, um, doing some of those same things, you know, understanding why why people use our product better, um, understanding better how they're using it, um, what the benefits really, really are for them, uh, not just, you know, at a product level, but, you know, at a career and job level, all that kind of stuff. And then from there, I think, you know, our, our plan is to 10x in the next five years, which based on growth recently should be totally attainable. So bringing in good people, um, doing more listening, understanding, and then building out from here. And if one of our listeners or all of our listeners want to create their first quiz, where where can they go to get started? Yeah, the URL is tryinteract.com, uh, and then it's always free to start. And then once you connect up your lists and stuff, you can start paying for it, but you can test it all out for free. That's very cool. And I mean, we have a quiz on our homepage and we use yeah. Interact for that. Uh, we don't do a great job, I think, of segmenting our results from it. So we've got a lot of things we can improve, yeah, we, but it is fun to have a quiz. <laughs> how? Yeah, Josh, how often should we update our quiz? We got we have our quiz up there. It's been up there for a while. So it's like every three months we should get a new quiz. Um, there are people who have had the same quiz for six years. Um, and I think that that's going to be the thing is right. Like, because, because it's dynamic by nature, like it's automatically more dynamic than any other lead magnet that you'd have. Like if you had a download or a e-course or something, those things are literally the same for everybody, but a quiz, because it's got this built in logic to it is actually different every time you take it, you know, if you answer it differently. So it's got a built in, uh, dynamism. I don't think that's a word. It's dynamic by nature. And that allows it to have a much longer shelf life than most other kind of lead generators. All right. So we're going to leave it up for a while. It's in good shape. (laughs) Thank you so much, Josh, for jumping on with us and sharing more about your story and interact. Um, It'll be really fun to follow you as you grow the business. Thanks, Josh. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. You've been listening to the Copywriter Club podcast with Kira Hug and Rob Marsh. Music for the show is a clip from Gravity by Whitest Boy Alive, available in iTunes. If you like what you've heard, you can help us spread the word by subscribing in iTunes and by leaving a review. For show notes, a full transcript, and links to our free Facebook community, visit thecopywriterclub.com. We'll see you next episode.